Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. Today I'm here with Daniel and Amelia, and we're going to be talking about expressing ourselves through art. Um, I'm personally super excited to talk about this topic because I love so many different mediums of art. Um, I love drawing and painting. I'm also a big musician. Um, so this is just kind of like a really big part of my life personally, and I'm super excited to talk about it. Um, so to start, um, I thought we could just kind of go around and talk about what types of art that we're really interested in, personally. Um, like maybe we could kind of go around in a circle and popcorn. Does anybody want to go first? I can start. Um, I think some of the most like interesting forms of art to me have always been music and then I really like painting and drawing, even though I don't do it as much as I used to. That's really cool. And poetry. Poetry is really cool. So you can go, Sophie. For sure. Um, yeah, I really like writing. I write lots of poetry and I dabble in like novella writing. Nothing super substantial ever comes of that, but like it's fun. Um, I play like eight different instruments. Um, I played cello for seven or eight years. I played guitar since I was like nine. For reference, I'm 18 now. So that's been for a while. Um, I like singing and songwriting. I also used to draw a lot more, not so much anymore, but like sometimes I'll like make people like cool birthday cards and stuff. And I don't know. So yeah, mostly drawing, writing and music. And I popcorn to Amelia. Um, for me, I'm more into like painting and drawing and stuff like that. Um, I've also like started learning how to crochet as well, which is like really interesting because I've always wanted to try like um doing stuff like that, but I haven't had the time and it's really nice learning new things. Um, I also play the viola, which if no one knows what that is, it's kind of similar to what the violin is, but it has like um, like one different string, I guess. Um, and I think that's about it for me. What was like your guys's kind of first exposure to the art that you're interested? Like what kind of made you like the type of art that you like? Like what are some of your influences when it comes to the art that you produce? For me, uh, first person that ever really like introduced me to any type of art really was my sister like she um she's really big into music and stuff she listens to all types of music she probably has like the most vast music taste I've ever seen in my entire life and then she herself was the first person to introduce me to like drawing and painting she's like the best painter I've ever seen with my own two eyes like she's incredibly talented it's crazy and then in terms of like inspiration I guess I've always just been inspired by like my own life and the things that happened to me in my past and everything, especially in like poetry and writing music and everything. I've just been inspired by my my own situations. Um, For me, for instance, when I started playing the viola, I think I was like fourth grade, so I was nine and um, I'm 16 now. So I've been playing that for seven years. What got me interested in it was more so like seeing like all the older kids in my middle school like playing instruments and I thought it was really cool and I wanted to try it because it was something new because um no one 
well, sorry, <laughs> no one in my family like really like played like an instrument or anything like that. So I thought it'd be interesting if I tried and like see how it worked. And I've kind of like stuck with that um, as the years go. And for like inspiration, both for like music and like painting, I think it's more so um, the influence like my peers had around me because I have had like so many good friends like be really talented in like art and like drawing and painting. But personally for me, I feel like I'm not as talented as them, but I love like doing it anyways and expressing myself through it, which is like really fun. Cause like, even though I'm not like, super talented or super or like as good as it as like compared to other people it's still like something really fun to do and it also helps me like de-stress in a way for me music has always been a pretty big part of my life just because my dad used like taught music for like 20 years and he was a musician too and was kind of doing a lot of his own stuff and so I always saw him like singing and playing songs and playing guitar and I don't know. I just kind of picked it up and got really into it. Um, in terms of like drawing, I think my step, when I lived with my mom, like my stepdad used to illustrate children's books. And so he like painted a lot and he made some really cool art. Um, so I think through seeing that, I kind of got inspired to start like drawing. Um, in terms of my musical influences, I listened to so many different types of music it's not even funny um but I think that a lot of like the music that I listen to like recreationally influences kind of what I make and like that's like a big part of my artistic process is to kind of listen to like the greats like how they tell stories how they develop melodies like what kind of vibes they're going for and I try to like emulate that into my own music and like put my own spin on it if that makes sense so it's the same with art I think a lot of what I consume in terms of art also influences like how I draw like what's just aesthetically pleasing to me um, the same thing with makeup I didn't mention this earlier but I'm like very very into makeup which I think also another really good way to express yourself because it's like you get to wear it on your like it's it's a very literal form of expression because it's like part of your like presentation because it's on your face you know um, but yeah I think a lot of what I consume influences my art and like all different medias I agree because I'm the same like I can listen to like all types of like maybe rappers or I can listen to like some R&B music and that'll like really shift the way I write and the delivery of something that I might have in my head so I think it totally depends for for me personally with music like when I I don't try and like copy an exact artist or something like sometimes I just take things that I like from music and try to emulate it into my own songs like for example I listen to a lot of rap but obviously I mean not obviously but I don't rap but I like to kind of embody a lot of like the confidence and the sass that I feel exists in rap in a lot of my music or like like my chemical romance is also kind of a big influence on a lot of the songs that I write I don't know <laughs> but like the like little like bits and pieces like a tone or like I like the storytelling that exists in this or like the confidence or the rhythm like I, I wrote a song recently after listening to 
Helena, which is probably like my favorite My Chemical Romance song. And there's like certain sections where they change rhythm, which I thought was really interesting. And so I was like, that is cool. And I want to do that. And so I just implemented that aspect into one of my own songs. And it turned out really cool. So yeah. There's definitely, really quickly, I want to mention that especially like if you're just starting out as a musician or an artist, when you're first starting out, there's definitely going to be a gap between your abilities and your taste. My dad always says this in his like music classes, but you have to be patient with yourself sometimes because a lot of times like the music that you want to sound like or the stuff that you want to draw doesn't immediately line up with the most you know like aesthetically pleasing things or the things that you like most personally I think that's something that I was kind of frustrated with for a long time when I first started playing music and drawing <laughs> but you just have to be patient with yourself it's all a process I also agree with that yeah for me like especially when I'm painting because I mentioned how I personally feel like I'm not like as good compared to other people so like even with my talents I try to be like sort of a perfectionist sometimes because that's kind of who I am as a person but either way whether you think whatever you're making is perfect or not it's real it's important to like put it out there either way because you like that's something you made and that's something like that shows like the um your growth as a person in making that I guess Oh, I had another thing I like was thinking about the other day that I really wanted to talk about. And that's like in this day and age, we like sharing the art that we make a lot, like putting it on social media or sharing it with other people. And I just kind of wanted to talk about some important caveats that I think are really crucial when it comes to putting your own art out on the internet and kind of like be be kind to yourself you know like just because people like like for example okay you post a drawing that you drew and you're really proud of it and you liked all you know like you put a lot of work into it um and you like it personally and you like you know the, the feelings that you put into it were really important but it doesn't get I don't know a million likes or whatever or some people don't understand it and things I think it's really important when you're creating art to kind of not be super heavily influenced by what other people think of you because art is super duper duper subjective and like not everyone's always gonna like what you produce so I think it's really important to kind of build some like protective walls around yourself when you're putting your art out there and just be like, you got to be like really, really solid with yourself and know that not everyone is always going to kind of, you know, like what you produce. And that the important thing is that you like it and that you had fun making it and that it was, it's about the process, you know. And I think like whether or not you, you know, post whatever you make on, you know, like your Instagram or whatever, I think you should do whatever type of art you do for yourself not for you know for somebody to tell you like good job or something like yeah exactly I think it should be a way of you like expressing something or you know you were bored you just felt like doing it like do it for yourself not for a compliment or so that someone can say like good job I like this like 
let it be for you and not for someone else. And you sharing it can be like an added benefit of it. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying like never share your art because I think it's like a super cool way to connect with other people. Um, and a lot of times people can feel like seen and heard through, you know, other people's art. So I think sharing art is important and can be a good thing. But I also really agree with what Daniel was saying about doing it for yourself and not doing it to like impress other people or, you know, to get likes or whatever. Like, I think it's really important that it's about, you know, you and your process and making the art. And like, I won't get too into it, but for me personally, like when I'm making art, I feel like it's you know, like a connection with, like I'm channeling the divine into my work. Like art for me is connecting with like the muse or God, I don't know. Like just for, for me personally, like it's different for everybody, but I feel like it's like a sacred relationship and it doesn't necessarily always have to be public. This is hard for me. I'm, <laughs> I like really, really love music and I have always wanted to put my music out there because I do write a lot of songs but I think my mindset about it was wrong for a really long time because I felt like well I I feel like I'm good at writing songs and I need to like I needed to prove myself to people or to like I don't know like justify my existence by creating new stuff and putting it on the internet which isn't how you should go about making art and that's something that I don't think like necessarily comes easy to everyone especially in this day and age where it's you know like getting attention on the internet for cool stuff is something that's desirable and a lot of you know like the the apps that we're on are designed to make you feel bad about yourself if you're not necessarily participating in these communities in like a very public way but yeah <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that but you get it sort of I think I have an interesting perspective because I do put my music out there for people to listen to yeah. and I have been in a place where I like I was trying to make something for someone for like the people who listen to it so that they would like it and then I just had to realize that somebody out there is gonna like it like you have to realize how many people are actually out there that will find some form of appeal in whatever type of art you make so just make it and if you want somebody to like it somebody out there will you may not know them personally but it will be liked by someone and then you just have to keep everything you do authentic you can't do it out of a place or like out of a place where you're hoping that someone will like it or everyone will like it you just have to do it because it's something you enjoy that's the biggest part of doing art to me is whether or not you yourself enjoy it because if you do then you you did something right yeah I used to make very like I wrote very pop-esque songs about I don't just like very direct things about love or or like just I don't know like what I thought was like popular at the time or people would like but as I developed I kind of grew into my own and you know found something like a unique niche that I liked a lot of my songs are about storytelling I read a lot about like monsters whatever I don't know but I it's about like make sure it's fun for you and you're not just doing like kind of like Daniel said like what you think people will like because 
even if not everybody likes what you're making, some people will. I think that the the most iconic things, I know we say I, iconic all the time, but like some of the most successful artists are ones that are, you know, unique and are bringing something new to the table. And obviously like people who are the most popular, not everybody likes them, you know, like just because everyone doesn't like you or the art that you create doesn't mean that it's good, if that makes sense. Yeah, personally for me, I don't make music like Sophie or Daniel does, but I find that if you try to do something um, to please other people, that kind of takes away um, not only your own like perspective and ideas, I guess you can say, or like your own voice in a way, but it kind of um, like directs you, I mean, like pushes you in a direction that we all like I don't know how to put this, but um, kind of pushes you somewhere where um, you yourself may not exactly want to be. Like, let's say you want to actually, no, uh, nope, never mind. I don't want to say that's a bad analogy. Um, I just feel like it kind of takes away what you want to put out. Like, trying to please or think about what someone else wants. Um yeah, sorry. I lost where I was going with that. No, no, that makes sense. I love what you were saying about, you know, presenting your own different perspectives. I think that's one of the coolest things about art in general, be it, you know, music or visual art, or especially like, I feel like with books too, a lot of times, like writing is art, right? Um, but like one of my favorite things about books is that you get to, it helps cultivate empathy because you get to experience things through other people's eyes. And I think that's something that's really cool about self-expression is other people, like if you if you put art out there that's really reflective of who you are and your own experiences, other people get to, you know, experience that with you and like understand you at a deeper level or understand you know, your culture or like a certain aspect of your personality that might be more universal, like together, which is really, really cool. So I think that's another reason why it's super important to produce art that is, you know, true to yourself and not just what you think everybody else is going to like. Yeah, because like, especially in terms of self-expression, like, I think if you just keep it authentic you're gonna be fine because like there's there's this rapper named smino i don't know if y'all know who that is but he makes some really really good music and i think one of the biggest appeals to him is the fact that he's doing he's he's making his music in a way that no one else would even think of like he does some of the most weird things and has some of the strangest instrumentals on his mute like in his songs but what makes it so good is the fact that it's so unique and no one else is doing it and he's doing it from a sense of just like authenticity and because it's what he likes and it's just this is really cool and then like I feel like some of the best art out there is art that's used to cope like there's another rapper named Saba and one of his most popular albums he was talking about like the effect of him living in Chicago and the death of his cousin how that affected him and it wasn't it wasn't like a mainstream success but it did become very successful eventually because he was talking about coping with you know death and everything and it just I don't know if I'm making any sense but it just it stayed authentic and he 
used his art to express how he felt about a situation. And a lot of people resonated with that. And I think that's something that's also very special with art is when people resonate with what you're saying. Yeah, no, I, I think that, like, again, when you share your unique experiences, it allows people to, like, see themselves in your art and feel seen and heard like it validates their feelings and experiences which is really powerful like like I don't know hearing like people listen to breakup songs all the time when they go through breakups and it's it's like cathartic you know because you just you get to you don't feel so alone anymore because you know that other people are going what you've gone through or like feel the same it's funny because like I I struggle with the depression and the anxiety which isn't all that great but like, I feel like some of the times that I've produced the best art is when I'm having a really challenging time in other areas of my life. Cause there's just so much, so many feelings like that I, did that make sense grammatically? My brain just went out for a second. But like, but no, but I feel like some of the most tumultuous times in my life are when I produce the best art, I actually get, really frustrated sometimes when things are very boring or there's not a lot going on because sometimes I'm like oh well if I'm not depressed I can't make good art which like isn't true and that's like very silly but I just I don't know <laughs> like I think I think art is a great way to kind of um what's the word I'm looking for like it's a good outlet for stress and or like if you're experiencing something that's sad or difficult, like it's a good way to kind of make something beautiful out of something that's like really challenging, you know? I agree like wholeheartedly, like some of the best songs I've ever written came from absolutely terrible times in my life. It's, it's really messed up, but that's just how it is art is like the best way to cope with stuff sometimes like me recently I broke up with my girlfriend like what four three four four days ago and I've just been writing a lot and it's been a really good way to get the I, I guess just get that negative energy out of me and you know in the process I also wrote some very very good songs so you know I always write like the bombest songs after breakups I totally feel that <laughs> like because you're just, there's so much that you want to, you know, get out or whatever. I think I was in kind of like a very toxic relationship from like my freshman to junior year of high school. And it was, it sucked. Like it was really bad and I wasn't in a very good place mentally, but I did produce and write some of like the best songs I've written literally ever just because I... I was just feeling so much and I had so much to write about, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, but you don't have to, you don't have to be depressed to make good art. That's not, that's not like true. Like, so like, don't feel bad if you don't feel like you don't personally experience a lot of hardship. Like you don't have to have a ridiculously sad or difficult life to be able to produce good art too like there's always things that you can kind of bring with your own unique perspective and 
does that make sense what i'm saying <laughs> i don't know do you know what i'm trying to yeah, say yeah <laughs> like you don't have to be sad to make good music like yeah you can be exactly in a great right. state of mind and still make very good art very good music whatever like yeah. you just it's just about creativity and sometimes being in pain releases some of the best creativity there is no that's true and it doesn't all have to like your inspiration to make good art doesn't have to come from you necessarily and your own like challenges or experiences like you can write about like you can be inspired by other people's art like I it's hard for me right now because I've been in my house for like the past two and a half years and haven't really gone anywhere so there's like less ways for me to kind of be inspired by art but I've just been listening to like a crap ton of music like I listen to so much that's probably one of my biggest you know like influences or the way that I make the most of my art like just if you want to get like with music specifically just listen to so much music listen to the music that you like figure out what sounds good and like what's like important to you in a song and you know put it into your own stuff and or like read it like I, I write a lot of songs based on books that I read sometimes like it doesn't necessarily always have to be your own experiences like you can write stuff about about other stories or you know like other people's experiences within reason obviously like don't assume someone's whole story because of something that you hear but like it doesn't like the inspiration doesn't necessarily always have to come from you it can be about kind of what you perceive and like the different kinds of art that you consume too and I think it's the same thing with drawing like most of what I draw isn't stuff that I see in real life like oh like look at this beautiful sunset or whatever I'm gonna draw that like <laughs> like I mostly use pictures on the internet of like other art that I really like or just you know like regular photographs of something that I want to draw as my drawing references so I don't think I've literally ever used a real life something to like draw anything <laughs> like I just don't I just don't think it's ever happened I always use pictures online so no I 100% feel that I cannot draw without like an actual reference picture like I can't draw by looking at the object no but it's, it's hard because like the light <laughs> the light changes like throughout the day like it takes a long time to draw stuff and by the t like it and it changes yeah, it's weird, okay? Like I agree. But I think there's, like, even if you do use a reference photo, you can still, like, add your own, like, touch or twist to it in a way so it's not, like, so, like, you can make it authentically yours even if you use a reference picture, which I think there's some, like, like, subjectivity. I don't think that's a word, but, like, there's some, oh, like... Subjectivity is a word. Go off, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot of vocabulary, but, yeah, but there's some, sub there is subjectivity to that, and you can, like, do that with a lot of things, with not just drawing, but with, like, music, too, and it's, like, it's really nice because even though there's, like, um, something you really enjoyed, there's still a way for you to make it your own, even, like, after that, too, which is really cool. And I would say, like, in, embrace the differences that come in and it's okay if your vision isn't necessarily what you originally intended it to be like for example a lot of the music that I produce when I start like writing songs or like making a song like I'm always going for this very punk rock type of 
you know, screechy sound or like very like rock and roll, like metally type thing. But then I listened to it on the recording and it's this like very soft and mellow, like measured thing. And like, it doesn't at all turn out to how I either like intended it to be or thought that it would turn out. And I get frustrated sometimes because I'm like, no, I want to be, I want like rock and roll. Like I want like the heavy metal rock and roll sound, but the more that I write music, the more I'm just kind of like, maybe that just isn't me and isn't my style or does it really suit the way that I, you know, sing or end up writing music to be. And and that's okay, you know? Yeah, like, how do I want to say this? I guess you just have to be aware of not your limitations, but be aware of your strengths. That's what it is. You have to know what your strengths are and then not stick to them because that might like put yourself in a box, but play like play to your strengths. And then, you know, you can like go outside of them in specific ways that still sound good in the overall way of you like playing to your strengths. But that's the biggest thing for like music, especially like me personally, I have a very deep voice. I can't really sing like that. So I'm not going to try and sing because I just don't have, you know, the ability to do that so I just play to the strength of me having a really deep voice and it works yeah I think I I hope people don't that this doesn't come off the wrong way but I think that if you're trying to be like a successful artist at least when it comes to creating content that it's really important to kind of have a thread that connects everything or like to stay on brand like to sort of have like a brand like I don't know, like not like a, but like consistencies in either style or like something that's like unique to you. And have a sound, have your own sound. And yeah, yeah. Like I don't really do, I haven't put a lot of my music out there and I don't really do a lot of social media things yet. But the one thing that I have been doing for a couple of years is writing reviews on Goodreads, which I think writing is a form of art even if you're kind of commenting on other people's art and like the way that you do it is unique. So I'm, I'm going to count that as art because it's like writing, but I always try, like I always kind of have the same tone when it comes to most of my reviews. Like I throw some jokes in there and like, I don't know. I just keep like, I try to make it kind of like funny and really understandable for people to read. And I think if you keep kind of the same tone like a lot of the times or just have things that are kind of memorable about the art that you produce or like a little niche I think people are gonna remember you and you'll cater like a bigger I don't know like audience maybe just because people will like know it's you and like you have your brand and people are like oh well I like that particular thing like I I don't know I'm like not making any sense right now but does that sort of make sense Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I think it does. What I'm getting at is like you you're saying to have like a consistent theme that resonates with you. Yes. People can yes. like authentically like see that from you. Yeah, like a style like a style, like some of the most famous artists, even like not of art, but think of like Van Gogh. Like you can look at a painting that has like, you know, like those markings that's kind of done in the same way. And like you know it's a Van Gogh painting because like 
the little lines of what like that's like his style or like like Picasso or something or I don't know or even like with music like think about like DJ Khaled like he just he's he's always going like DJ Khaled like on every single track you know it's a DJ Khaled song or like Megan Thee Stallion she always goes ah. like just like something like that that's kind of unique to not that you have to have your own thing like that but just like I feel like some of the most successful people are ones that kind of cultivate their own brand or style that's very unique and distinctive that's the word I'm looking for make distinctive art yeah I totally get that especially because um a lot of people or like a lot of the times like we as like teens don't always know like what exactly our style or our voice is necessarily so I feel like expressing ourselves through like art or like music or whatever it can like we can like find like our own sense of like style and sense of belonging in a way I guess um through that and it's all through like trial and error and there's always going to be ups and downs and I think going about it through art is definitely a different perspective um and different method than most people use to like find them like find their own voice and style too yeah I think it's okay to experiment with different kinds of art obviously like for me at least I think it's probably more prominent in like my visual art like I do cart I have like a very distinctive cartoonish style that's that I I'm putting this in air quotes that's like quote my style of drawing when I'm kind of creating like original scenes or something but mostly what I do is I do like I can also do like really like realistic observational drawings that is just like realism type stuff um but oh I also do like I have this like really distinctive abstract style that I like to do where I just make sometimes like different colors but can you hold on I'm gonna grab it I'm gonna show you guys it's actually But like, hold on. Can you see this though? Oh my word. But like, this is one that I was working on. It's like not how I wanted it to turn out necessarily, but like shapes. You draw a lot like my sister. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yeah. They're like where's a better one that one's not i was not happy with that one that's why i didn't finish it this is my favorite probably is this one that's <laughs> fire yeah <laughs> that's really cool yes <laughs> i used to have people like well obviously you can't see it right now if you're listening to this but what i like to do a lot of times is make shapes but kind of like fit them intricately together so they kind of look like a puzzle that fits it's like very organized chaos and that's why I like it I don't know but yeah but I also do pretty realistic like here's a shoe that I drew that looks pretty much like a shoe so like I don't know it's okay to experiment with different styles and try out different things and then just kind of figure out what your thing is you know but I think you can do that with clothes especially like I think yeah. fashion is like a low-key form of art because yes. fashion is really, really cool because you can go so many different ways with it. And like, it's just, 
it's just so cool to me. I really want to get into fashion. I just don't necessarily have the means to right now. But me too. That's such a huge vibe. Like I have a style. Like I have things that I like, but I can't necessarily afford them. And like exactly, that, that's a thing. Like I have a whole entire list of clothes in my mind that like I know that I want over the next couple of years. But like I'm definitely gonna have to parse it out. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, things out but yeah yeah that is so frustrating i hear that actually i love thrifting that's why i love thrifting so much is because you can find cool cheap stuff and it's like good for the environment too i think the majority of my clothes are actually from the thrift store (laughs) or like fast fashion places which i know are bad for the environment but like occasionally i will go to forever 21 or something and pick up a cute cheap outfit but yeah or, or like they're just secondhand clothes from like neighbors or people that I know who are like, I don't want this stuff anymore. And it's fun to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what I would say that like my style is because it just kind of changes depending on how I'm feeling. I can def go like very emo sometimes. It's kind of like with lots of like black. And I went through a phase for a while where I like to wear cut off shorts with like leggings underneath I don't know that was that was a time that existed and I don't know now I just kind of wear whatever people give me so it's not really like oh Sophie picked out this specific thing to wear it's just kind of like what's readily available and I do my best with it but you know I think what's especially cool about clothes is that you can have like some of like you can you can make so many different types of like outfits with like the same clothes I guess you can say and then it can look like completely different and your appearance can like differ depending on that but also you're not like stuck with one type of like um I guess aesthetic or one type of like yeah aesthetic like every single time like you have like the option to like change how you look and it's like and it kind of changes as like you find yourself in a way as well. No, I totally get that because like some forms of bodily self-expression are more permanent or semi-permanent like if you get a haircut or you dye your hair like it's obviously going to stay that way for a while or like god forbid you get a tattoo death gonna be on there for like a hot second at least but like yeah but I really I kind of like like that you framed it that way that you just you get to change it as often as you want to and it gets to evolve but it's not like super permanent I think that's a pretty cool way to think about fashion do you guys keep your like bad art at all like with clothes I feel like it's different because when you get like you grow out of something or you just don't like it anymore because there's like a finite amount of space for it like you just get rid of things or donate them or throw them out but like I always keep my bad art (laughs) just or like my bad songs so I can kind of track my growth and like really I don't know observe where I was coming from a couple years ago and I think that's sort of a cool thing to do nah I don't do that like if I write a song (laughs) and look back at it and it's bad it's it's gone I'm not dealing with that no more I can't I can't deal with that canceled deleted yep. no thanks yeah yep. <laughs> that's a vibe though I don't think I save all my bad songs maybe like one or two just so I can be like 
you don't sound like that anymore. Good job. <laughs> like, yeah. But, oh, I think I delete a lot of my old bad makeup looks. Like, I like to take pictures of my makeup and sometimes if there's something that's just incredibly cringy that I look back on and I'm like oh no sis that was not it like I'll I'll delete it then but but I keep some of my old bad art because yeah for me I feel like I keep most of them because I don't know sometimes like even though I like absolutely like hate it it's like holds like meaning to me even though it's like some like weird cringy quote I found from like Google that I like just drew like like stylistically I still keep it because I'm like wow this really interested me back then but I don't look at it often but I do like still have it if that makes sense art is so weird I'm so inconsistent with how good I am at art honestly like I feel like the time where I created the best art was probably when I was like 13 like I look back at stuff that I drew when I was 13 and I'm just like that is the best art that I have ever made. Why can't I make good art like that anymore? Like it just, I feel like my style kind of changes depending on what kind of headspace I'm in. And like, it feels like with drawing specifically, the harder, and, and writing music too, that like the harder I try to make something, like the worse it comes out or like it doesn't come out good because it's just kind of like forced, I don't know. I think you also gotta be really open to growing especially yeah. if you're going to like take the time to really like take years to commit yourself to something, you have to be open to growing to it because the way you start is not at all going to be the way it is in the future. So if you think something is bad in the present, just keep pushing. Like I remember the first song I ever recorded was called Optimist. It was absolutely terrible, like horrible. Dana, are you are you on like Spotify or something? I'm very curious about your music now. Yeah, it's like me and a group of my friends. What's it? What like what's your? You have like a stage name, or is it just you know like Daniel and then it's your just, last name? It's a group name. It's like, called Transcendence. I'm gonna like type it in the chat because the way it's spelled is kind of that plug in the chat. Go yeah. off. <laughs> but um, yeah. And after I made Optimus, I listened to it again. It was absolutely horrible. Didn't touch anything musical for I don't know how long. It could have been like a month, two months. It was a while. And then I kind of just grew back into it. And now I'm significantly better than I was back then. So it's just like, be open to growth. If you make something bad, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on whatever you're doing. Just keep going. It will get better. Trust me. Yeah, you really got to persevere. Like, I I feel like I just, I've been writing songs probably and doing music things for almost 10 years now. And they're definitely, for a really long time, I was super frustrated because, like I said earlier, I felt like my tastes could not meet my ability levels for a really long time. And that was super frustrating. But you just kind of got to power through that and be patient with yourself no matter what kind of art it is, like you're not gonna instantly be Picasso or Beyonce or whatever, whether you're writing, you know, literature or music or, you know, doing like visual art or, I feel like we haven't really talked about like dancing, but I just, 
I, do any of you guys dance? Like, I don't dance at all. So I feel like I can't really talk about that area of self-expression or like acting either all that much. I used to, back when Vine was a thing, I actually, I did like a lot of like comedy Vines and some people like them, okay. So like, I like doing sketches sometimes, like TikTok or like Vine type stuff. But other than that, I don't really do a lot of like theater. I, I was in a musical when I was like seven, but I don't do like a ton of acting or dancing. What about you guys? I've taken like acting classes and stuff. I think if I really tried to, I probably could do it. It's just a matter of like, I don't really feel like it, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's valid. I feel like I'd be okay acting because I have like a very big and vibrant personality. So like, I feel like I could, could you know, rock the acting, but I just, I don't know. Like I, the whole like theater community sometimes rubs me the wrong way no shade on anybody if you're like a theater kid but I feel like a lot of the people that I've encountered who kind of like acting is their thing I just like don't really vibe with other actors that hard I don't know um for me I used to do ballet I think from when I was five to five years old to like 10 years old 10 yeah, 10, ten all, till I was 10. Oh my gosh, why was that so hard? Um, but then I like stopped after that because I feel like it wasn't something I really wanted to like continue doing. And then I used to also do musical theater for like two years when I was in middle school. And I did gymnastics for like a couple years when I was like, since I was seven. But like kind of after that, I didn't really continue it because like I don't do it now, but um Personally, for me, it was, like, really fun to do it, like, as a kid, but I feel like as I, like, continue to grow older, and this is, like, something I've been saying a lot, I just didn't, it wasn't something that I felt like I, not necessarily enjoyed, but something that I wanted to continue doing, like, I wanted to do other things instead of just that, but it was still, like, a really good and fun experience to do, personally, for me. Yeah, Daniel was talking about this a while ago and he said this a lot but like I feel like sports are also a form of self-expression in a way I didn't really dance when I was younger I wanted to be a dancer but my mom was like you don't have the right body type for a dancer I was like this very tall skinny person I don't know but um like I, I don't like I, I ran competitively in middle school and then I swam competitively in high school and I feel like that was also kind of a, like it, it it also is a form of self-expression because you're you know putting mm, Daniel you jump in here and explain what you meant when you said that earlier because I feel like you do a better job of explaining it than I'm doing right now. <laughs> so in the most simple terms to me art is any form you express yourself and I feel like a sport is a form of self-expression at least for me, because I'm on track. And that's like one of the biggest ways I can express myself because when I get on that track, nothing else in life matters. Literally nothing. It's just me and that big circle. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a feeling I quite literally cannot explain. Yeah, well, like 
game-based sports, but also like racing sports, because all the sports that I've done are racing sports. It's it's performative. You're like performing, you know, and like when you're dancing or acting or singing or whatever, like that's performing, which is a form of self-expression. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, really, I think art honestly is just creating something, be it movement or visual, like a, a sight, a sound, a smell. Oh my goodness, we didn't talk about cooking at all. I'm, I'm dumb, but cooking is definitely a form of self-expression. Like ma making things, I think is huge. But I think cooking, cooking is a form of self-expression. I, I tried to bake. I've tried to bake a couple times. It hasn't always turned out great. Um, and I make rice sometimes. That's about the extent of my cooking. But I know some really cool people who do like amazing stuff in the kitchen. My, my stepmom used to be a professional chef and I get to eat her delicious creative concoctions on a regular basis, which feels really lucky. But yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think anything that you make or, or create definitely counts as self-expression or art. Also, hi, Kaden. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Kaden just got here, you guys. Fashionably late, extremely iconic. Death, Kaden, big Kaden energy going on right now. Okay. We're talking about art. Do you, um, I'm hold on. I need some water. <laughs> are you an artist in any particular form? Yeah, what kind I'm, of art? I'm an artist at all. What was that? Oh no, I can't hear. I'm that. not an artist. You're not an artist. No, I'm not. You're don't like you a, don't you do like tech stuff? Yeah, you're like an you do like engine. Not engine. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. consider that art. I think it's a form of self-expression if you're like making stuff like code. Yeah, Joey says coding is art. I definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I guess I, I don't I don't know where this <laughs> get exposed development. Uh, you are an artist question mark. If you consider coding an art, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we're just talking about how like making stuff in any capacity is probably art or at least you know like a form of self-expression don't you i feel don't you play an instrument am i thinking of amelia but uh, don't you also play an instrument i do play an instrument i don't play it often though oh what instrument do you play guitar and clarinet oh that's so cool that's art what are you talking about? I'm not an artist. You're silly. <laughs> what's your favorite piece that you've ever played? Either, like, what's your favorite song on the guitar that you've played or your favorite clarinet piece? And we can go around and other people can share. Or, like, right now, if it changes. Like, what is it currently? Um, I have to look at the song. Hold on. Wait, are we going around and saying our favorite piece? Yeah, we should. Like what like what's your favorite song right now or like top 2 or 3 if you can't pick one? 
like song that I've played or like song that I like to listen to? Both, but just oh. go full hog. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> the song I've played would be Dark Slant, Dark Lands March, and for listening would be Sunbun Zakara, which is uh, it's an old song from like five years ago. Wait, what's it called again? The second uh, one. Like, uh, <laughs> Who's it by? Let me look it up. One moment, Googling. Hatsune Miku, which is, um, how do you say it? It's like a generated person, which people use her as, like, a singer. Is that like a, a Vokaroo song? What do you mean? Never mind. There's like music software that creates like no, it's an actual music. Song. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, I could go next if we're going around, I guess. Um, For sure. <laughs> me, the, my most favorite song I've played was this year. My orchestra played James Bond, and that was like a really good song. That was like my favorite song that we played this year. Well, like in general, actually. Um, my like my favorite song to listen to is I don't really have a favorite song but like my like one of my like most listened to artists is like someone named Keshi but yeah my favorite song that we've played in orchestra is probably um oh god it was like this Vivaldi piece that we did that was really cool do you remember that is it Snake River Stomp no that's not Vivaldi. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like no, Vivaldi, he's like he's like Bacher Bates. He's like a really old timey. It was like something in D minor, like oh, Adagio. Concerto. Adagio? No, no. It was. I think it was concerto in D minor. Oh yeah, we're probably wrong. But was this like two years ago? Yes, I think so. It was. I think Mobine still played with us. If you remember Mobine, but. Yeah, I think it was it was like a con it was a concerto. It was good though. I liked it. Um, and then my favorite song right now. That's so hard. There's so many good ones. My my two, okay. I'll pick two. Right now, I'm really into um, "Dreams" by the Cranberries. I just I like that song. I think it's very chill and I like how it sounds. And also "Plan B" by Megan the Stallion is like I just I listen to that song all the time and it's. About so, yeah, those are my picks. Um, so I don't like play music, so I don't know what to say for that. Um, you can just we'll just write like NA for that one, yeah, non applicable. <laughs> so, I guess I don't know. My well, no, I do know what my favorite song is, but it's not actually released yet, so I can't say that. But I guess, uh a few other songs I like. I like Sacrifices by J. Cole. Um, hmm, Tabula Rasa by Earl Sweatshirt. I listen to like a lot of rap music. So, And then I guess hmm, oh, this dude named Mavi, M-A-V-I. He has some really, really good songs. His song, uh, Self Love, 
that's probably like one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my entire life. So that's definitely up there. So yeah. I usually make a playlist for like the pack inserts when we distribute them. And I didn't make one for this month. I'm wondering if I can still make one with like some of our favorite songs. Like we all just pick like a couple of our favorite songs and put it on there. Cause it just, it was such like a broad theme. Like for the financial literacy one, I made one about um, like money and, you know, being successful. And I picked songs that kind of related to that theme. And for the self-love, I picked songs that were like, you know, about like uplifting yourself or like loving yourself. But I just struggled with this one because I feel like artistic expression is like all music and such a difficult thing to kind of encompass. But I think it'd be really cool if we all picked like our top couple favorite songs or something. Oh, maybe if you send me a list of like 10, I don't know, like as many as you want within reason and I'll put it on the playlist and then it'll just be like, team pack team favorite picks or something but just make sure that the versions that you pick are explicit because I try to keep it clean for the most part so that's that's all but other than that pick anything and just send it to me at some point and I can make that playlist gotcha yeah no, I, I should send an email out to everyone because I think I think that'd be really cool. But I'll do that after we're done recording. I'm writing it down right now because so I don't forget because I know that I'm going to probably. Is there anything else we should talk about? I feel like we're kind of at a good spot to maybe wrap it up if there's nothing else we feel like we should cover. I think we got, uh, I, I, me personally, I got enough, so I'm good. Um, but before we sign off, I just wanted to say that this is the last podcast for this year, and for me and Sophie, because we've been going on the bigger and better things for college and everything. So I just wanted to say thank you to Jody and the entire, you know, library staff for, like, making all of this possible. And then I also want to thank the listeners for, tu- for tuning in and just being invested into what we have to say. Like, it, it means a lot to be given a platform at you know such a young age because a lot of us are, all of us really are just teenagers and then it means a lot to also have a platform that's like has any type of real relevance so hope you guys enjoyed this and don't forget to get your packs this month uh they should be getting out either today or within the next few days so you know thank you and have a good day hope you enjoyed